Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast, episode 24. Today, Rob and I discuss a question that's coming from one of our regular listeners. Vicky asks us, what should I do when my back goes when my back is in spasm is there anything you can recommend now we discuss what to do when your back spasms uh when it's clenched with pain when you're 10 out of 10 when you can barely move we take this a step further we discuss what you can do if you feel like your back is about to spasm often people say my back is about to go um and then we have a chat about long-term usage of exercises for spinal health for people with back pain or people who don't want to have back pain this question of my back is about to spasm is something we hear a lot in clinic so i do hope that this helps a lot of you out there and there's some good content in it for you as always do head over to your social media of choice type in the back pain podcast you'll find us with the bright orange signs the podcast is giving out some fantastic information. If you've got questions to add to our list, if you want things answered on here for everyone else to hear as well, do pop a question in our Instagram or Facebook, or of course, email across to us off of the website. Here we are, episode 24, guys. What do I do when my back spasms? I hope this really helps. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Back Pain Podcast. Today, we're taking some questions again from the audience. And we've had a question come in via email. I think it came addressed to you, Dave. What was the uh, question we had this week that we're going to answer? Okay, so the question this week comes from Vicky Morris. She says, hi, guys. Thanks for the podcast you've done. I found them incredibly helpful. Thank you very much, Vicky. Good to hear. Um, I was wondering if you could ask some, if I could ask some advice for people who have regular back spasms. What should I be doing when my back goes into spasm? And are there any exercises you find yourself giving out regularly? So we'll sort of, let, let's break this down, shall we? Let's go for some advice for people who have regular back spasms and are in spasm. Then we'll talk about what you need to do if you feel like you're about to go into a spasm. And then we'll talk about our regular exercises um, after that. How's that sound, Rob? Yeah, sounds good to me. Fantastic. Okay, Rob, so let's do it. Someone who is in acute pain, so they've just had pain come on, they're in a back spasm, their back has gone, it's it's uh, seized, they can't stand comfortably, they can't move very comfortably, walking's painful, they're in that 10 out of 10 clench of pain. What do we do? No, that's uh, and it's something we see we see a lot in the clinic and these are the people who often ring up. They often can't even come into the clinic because they're in too much pain to, to move. Um, they can't get in and out of the car comfortably, they don't really want to... Uh, you know, you don't really want to walk down to clinic. So we often do a lot of virtual consultations or a lot of, you know, advice for these people on the phone. The thing I find myself most advising is for them just to start moving to some level, whatever that is, just little and often. So that might mean lying on your back, doing some simple knee hugs. So pulling one knee or two knees up to your chest at one at a time and doing repetitions of that or lifting them up to your chest and dropping them side to side. So if you imagine you're lying on your back and dropping your knees to the left and then knees to the right, just adding a little bit of a gentle kind of twist to the lower back. 
And if you're able to get up and move around, I find that what I call standing marching, so something is really, really good when patients are, as you said, in that they, you know, they don't want to walk. It's too painful to even put your your weight on the or your, your weight on the floor. Mm. Put your hands against the wall, um, you know, as if you're being arrested, you know, that, uh, that type of position. And then put a lot of weight through your hands and then march up and down on the spot. So just take one knee as high as you can and then the other knee as high as you can. And you'll find that those first few repetitions are quite sore and quite painful. And then the more you do, you can just help to free it up quite a lot. And if you can put, uh, you know, some weight through your hands, it takes a little bit of pressure off that lower back and stops that kind of sudden, you know, sharp pain when you're, you know, putting your weight to the floor often you have, which often happens in these acute, you know, really nasty, painful low back spasms. Absolutely. So it's about initiating a movement that can be tapered. So like putting some weight through the wall, lying down on your back so that the, the bed or the sofa, the whatever it is, is taking some of your weight and gradually increasing those movements rep by rep. Um, you don't have to bring your knees straight up to your chest. It could be little bit by little bit relaxing into it. Uh, same with those standing marches, like you said, Rob. Yeah, um, uh, gently, gently and no, let exactly. that open up. No, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just little and often. And, you know, the, the first one, just because the first one is a little bit sore, doesn't mean stop, just means approach that point of pain, back off and then keep going up to that point of pain. And you'll find it just goes a little bit further every time as your body just gets used to that kind of new movement. The other one I often people when they're in a load of spasm, they won't like twisting. So that kind of whether you're um, sat down twisting or rolling over in bed, you know, people describe all the time that rolling over in bed is just the worst thing to do. Mm. So if you something i often again find myself giving out a lot is imagine you're lying on your side on the edge of the bed so kind of you know shoulders and chest pointed out of the bed not into the bed on your side imagine there's a 10 pound note down on the floor and you want to pick up that 10 pound note leave your low leave your body on the bed and just reach down towards the floor and then come back up again so it's like you're twisting your upper half of your body kind of forwards towards the floor um so although you're lying on your side your kind of chest ends up pointing down towards the floor um, and just those little rotations, those little movements. Again, same thing, just approach that point of pain, back off, approach that point of pain a little bit further and back off a bit. And you'll find after 10 to 15 reps, you can just, you know, push it a little bit more. And then conversely, you can do the opposite thing. So if twisting backwards is more painful, same thing, lying on your side, put your arms across your chest and just twist your upper body backwards. Um, so your chest is pointing more towards the ceiling this time. Same thing, just approach that point of pain, back off come back to the beginning again approach point of pain and 10 to 15 reps later you'll find yourself starting to just improve that range of motion and the goal here is to improve your range of motion because sometimes you know if if, if you can't move then you won't move so by improving that range of motion the pain starts to decrease a bit and you can move a bit more that's awesome rob um when do we stop so i've started doing these exercises to try and mobilize and increase some mobile uh, some some movement and increase that pain-free range of movement when do we stop do we just keep going until that's present uh, do we put a five minute timer on it what would you suggest um i would say until the pain has decreased slightly um so i don't usually say especially with these gentle range of motion exercises um, I'm not really I don't usually say do 10 and leave it at that you know if they're improving it you can do them every 10 minutes if you want mm -hmm. to it's just moving little and often stop anything that's aggravating your pain and if you haven't had a had a diagnosis or you're not quite sure what to do then obviously get it checked out by a healthcare professional um, but you know stop everything anything that's aggravating the pain as we kind of touched on in last week's episodes when we spoke about when to push when to push through pain um, but no I would say every hour 
at least 10 repetitions, something like that, of each of those exercises. Um, at least, really. Excellent. So there's no max on them because we're not exercising. You know, it's, it's, it's movement. It, we don't have to uh, put a, a maximum number on that. Oh, brilliant. No, I wouldn't tend to. As I said, pain is the caveat. Um, you know, your body, listen to your body. Your body will tell you when it's too much um, and, you know, don't force it hmm. before it before it wants to, really. Um, now, let, let's go on to that second stage then. So we, we've got that ability to then bring ourselves back from that spasm, to bring ourselves back from that, that clench of pain. What if you feel like your back is about to go back into that spasmodic state? Or if you don't normally have pain and often we get people that say, oh, you know, I felt like my back was about to go. I felt like that spasm was around the corner. What would you suggest to someone who can who can feel that approaching like that? Yeah, so that, that, that state that people often find themselves in when their back is, a you know, people say it all the time, you know, people listening may have been in it themselves or their husbands, partners, you know, wives, mothers, whatever it might be, will have said, oh, my back feels like it's just about to go hmm. um, or it's just about just, yeah, it's just about to have a, have a problem. Um, and often that's where your your brain has perceived a threat and it's, you know, it doesn't like whatever you've just done and it's kind of you know, that situation that you've put it through is kind of gone, oh, I'm, I'm not very happy about this. So it will kind of give you that sensation of spasm or that sensation of kind of people describe it as a weakness some, sometimes um, to try and protect you because it ultimately wants you to go and lie down in a, in a dark cave and not move and try and protect yourself. But we actually need to do the opposite. We need to start doing that movement that often will cause it to, to spasm, but at a slightly lesser scale. So for example, if people often describe bending down to pull on their shoes or bending down to unload the dishwasher or bending down to get something out of the laundry basket, you know, those type of movements often when people go, oh, I felt like my back was about to go and then they stand up and then they don't really want to do that movement again. That is kind of the time when we need to start quite early on gently in encouraging that movement again. So for example, bending down to pick something out of the dishwasher, that is a what we call lumbar flexion. You bend forward, your spine flexes, that's a forward bend movement. Now you don't, it doesn't mean you have to immediately start bending forward and touching your toes again, but you can do other movements which are similar that put the spine in a slightly similar position, but without as much load and without as much threat. So what you can do is something like one of the exercises we discussed earlier, like a knees to chest, that kind of puts the spine into a similar type position. Mm. Um, or one which we have discussed before in here, um, which is a seated kind of pelvic tilt. So um, I think it's probably easier to put a link in the show notes to a, to describe a pelvic tilt, but uh, it's quite hard one to describe. But it's effectively, if you imagine sat down onto a chair, Dave, you can try and copy this one now. You imagine sat down uh, onto yes, a chair, yeah, feet yeah. flat on the floor. You can sit down into a really, really slumped position. So imagine that low back is really rounded. And then you can sit all the way up really, really tall and really arch that lower back and then the opposite. And that's just rocking and rounding that lower back. And that is bending and flexing the lumbar spine, all positions which it's meant to do and are good for the spine, but with a with a slightly less load than when you're standing. Um, you can do the same thing standing and you can do the same thing lying down as well. Again, that varies how much weight's going through it as well. So it's almost um, like so those the, the old, um, is it cat camel where you, where you dip your back yeah. and then arch your back, but you're seated or standing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, mm. that. Put, put, I mean, Google a pelvic tilt. There'll be lots of um, lo lots of examples of of that. But it's just about getting some movement through it and kind of decreasing the the, the threat. And then once that's built up, and you know that's you know fairly easier to do, you'll find that it might not quite as likely go into that spasm with normal movements. You can then progress that a bit further. Something I use a lot is kind of a toe touch, but with different leg heights. 
So if that forward flexion or bending forwards often puts it into that kind of spas, um, spasmodic type state, just pop one leg up on a book or, or a coffee table or a couple of boxes, whatever you've got, bottom step at home, hmm. other leg on the floor, one leg up on a box and just bend forward and touch your toes. So your legs are at slightly different heights um, and you'll find it just stretches one side of kind of the hips slightly more than the other and then alternate um, and that's quite good when you've got that, you know, whether it's a pelvic strain, low back strain, it just helps to keep all these tissues nice and mobile. That that um, leg up on on a step or bench or or um, uh, something low down, that's quite useful, especially if you're out and about. Because some of these, um, uh, I can imagine some people, they might be half of their way around Tesco's and they feel that that pain come on or they feel the approach of that spasm back's about to go trolleys incidentally rather a large cause of lower back pain it may seem um so you can do that on the bottom rung of the shelf at Sainsbury's you can do that on a on a park bench if, if, if you've got an irritation that's quite a handy one rather than the more exactly. lying down on the floor yeah yeah, and I think that's the thing is when, when you have this spasm is moving. And, you know, these are just some exercises that we've, we've spoken about. That can be anything, just, you know, walking, walking up and down the stairs. Moving is going to be so much better for it than going to bed and, and lying down. And again, we've spoken on previous episodes why bed rest isn't the best, mm. is if you have that spasm, that spasm feeling, just going and lying down and not moving while it might feel quite good there at that time, gentle moving is often better just to just to help reduce it. Because it feels like your body's trying to stay still, right? It feels like you're, you're seizing up. Uh, but we yeah, actually want to do the opposite. You... We, want to, we want to push against that. Yeah, it's, it's your body trying to protect you at the end of the day. That's As we said, it's that kind of, it wants you just to go and lie down and, you know, you know, go and it goes into your, is it your fight or flight, you know, type response. It wants you mm. to try and protect yourself and lie down in a dark cave, which is obviously mm. not what we want to do. It's trying to protect everything else. So it's that natural splinting mechanism to try and uh, uh, hold us in a steady state. But once we've stopped yeah. that aggravating movement, we shouldn't need to have that same protection anymore. Yeah, and, and definitely. And it's, it's not a sign of damage. You know, do people mm. often think, oh, I think I've just torn something. You know, people will describe that or, um, or something's gone. You know, nothing has gone. Nothing is broken. Nothing is damaged, you know, from, from you know, 99% of these spasms. Yes, there's always very, very rare cases. If in doubt, get it checked out. But you know, it doesn't mean that something is damaged, you know, pain or hurt doesn't equal harm. And that's a really important mm. you know, kind of catchphrase to nail home is that nothing has been broken when you have these, uh, have these spasms and have these feelings. No, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, look, these are, these are fantastic exercises or movements, uh, whatever we want to call them. So can we just keep doing these? Can we can we continue to um, uh, do these same exercises to keep us healthy in the long run? Would you change them up if you're not getting spasms? What would you tend to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that, you know, this is the spine is meant to move. Um, the body is meant to move. So making sure you've always got that full range of motion is so important. Um, and that's why one of the first things that people look at if you're going to say a healthcare professional is how you move. So, you know, maintaining that active range of motion is so important. So if you are pain-free um, or even if you do have, you know, slight pain, getting to do some activity that encourages this range of motion is really good, whether that's yoga or Pilates and there's some brilliant YouTube resources um, if you don't want to go to a class for, for some yoga or some Pilates. And you can simply do a 5, 10, 15 minute, 20 minute, an hour. There's all sorts of um, collections on there for specifically mm. for low back pain, specifically for really inflexible people, specifically for men, specifically for women. You can tailor it kind of to your needs um, and just do something just to help to encourage that kind of, you know, 
yeah, a daily practice, whether that's, as I said, Pilates or yoga or stretching, whatever it might be. Um, and then you can add load to it. Um, so an example I gave with that kind of forward bend, where you had the asymmetrical leg heights, a similar but slightly different exercise I give a lot is a reverse lunge, um, which is standing up and you can put your hands on a on, on a wall or a work surface near you if you if you wish, is take a big step backwards and do a lunge backwards. Um, that's often really good to mobilize the structures in the lower back and the muscles of the pelvis and the hips um, and then stand all the way back up again. And that can be tailored to a slightly smaller step back or a slightly uh, deeper or less or a more shallow lunge depending on how your pain is um, would you alternate legs there rob sorry uh would you change legs then so it's left leg right leg left leg right leg or just just one leg i i um have no preference really um i would say do a few on one then a few on the other then switch it up uh, depending on how on on pain levels but no i wouldn't i don't think there's a, a right or a wrong for that whatever feels kind of more comfortable um and what I said kind of their goals are really, you know, if they're, you know, a reverse lunge is a fantastic exercise for many reasons, um, more for balance. Um, I give it a lot for elderly patients, um, you know, whether they're lawn bowlers or gardeners, you know, you have to have that unilateral kind of leg strength. So just a reminder that standing up nice and tall, taking a big step backwards, staying on your toes on your back foot, dropping your back knee towards the floor, standing up nice and tall again, bring your legs back to the middle. And then I said, you can do the same thing on that, on that same side, or you can alternate sides depending on how you're feeling. Mm. But same principles apply that we've kind of spoken the whole way through this episode just don't force through that pain barrier just do a smaller repetition coming up to the pain and then backing off again and you'll be able to you'll find yourself being able to go to go, be i can't speak just being able to go a little bit further every other rep or kind of every rep just just push it a little bit further until you find yourself doing a, a full repetition fantastic Rob. i like it um anything to add on top of all of that no i think you know I said all of these exercises can be progressed and they can all be, you can add, add weight to all of them to make them more harder. Um, you know, if you're unsure about exercise or you're not sure, um, you know, what you should be doing or unsure, then see someone who knows what they're talking about, whether that's a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, an osteopath, um, or a personal trainer with some experience around back problems, um, or Pilates instructor, yoga, yoga instructor. Lots of these people will have seen many people with back pain before, so they will know, have all the tools and trips and ticks and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tips, Tips and, and tricks, tricks to uh, to <laughs> to help you kind of manage your back pain whilst kind of in their class or at their studio. So yes, please uh, please seek some advice if you're unsure unsure what to do. Absolutely, I think one of the, the great things about um, uh, so here we are September we're we're post lockdown. A lot of content has now gone online, which was previously guarded within yoga or Pilates classes uh, or movement classes. So we. Whereas previously you had to go and join a class, you had to um, uh, pay money. You can now go on YouTube and type in. Uh, the other day I had a patient who said he only had 17 minutes and therefore he couldn't do the 20 minute uh, Pilates class that I gave him. We found a 17 minute Pilates class for men. You can be that specific now. And there was hundreds of results still. Um, so there's loads of content out there now. Of course, you've got to um, uh, try all these things. That's not saying that every single video out there is going to be for you, but give it a go. The barrier to entry, to trialing, to to getting into a bit of yoga or a bit of Pilates, a bit of movement stretching is now so low. All you need is a smartphone or a computer. You can head on there and find a video and have a almost like a one-on-one -on -one lesson in front of you in seconds down to choosing your individual minute or time frame that you want. So yeah, I think it's a great chance to uh, to go out there and trial some movement and try and get a routine that works for you. Yeah, and I think the one, a shout out to one which I've done a lot is a, um, 
a channel called Man Flow Yoga. That's a really that's a really good one. Mm. Um, and he, I think, initially specifically targeted it for yoga for men, which kind of turned into yoga for people who are inflexible. And there are loads of videos on online for yoga of people who are hugely bendy and they can get the knees up behind their head. And you know, most people like me look at it and go, "Well, I can never do that, so I'll never do yoga." But you know, this guy had you know. If you can't put your hands on the floor, here's a, here's a workaround. Put a chair in front of you or, you know, for this you'll need a, a, a dog leash or a belt or something to tie to your foot so you can do the stretch if you can't, you know, put your hands to the floor or hands on your feet or whatever it might be. So you had loads of workarounds. So that was Man Flow Yoga on YouTube and he's got loads and loads of videos for... Um, Man Flow Yoga. From right... Man Flow Yoga from, from right to the beginners um, all the way up to kind of much more advanced. So uh, we'll, we'll tag him in this and pop it into the show notes as well. Excellent. Man Flow Yoga. Yeah, don't be afraid to type in beginners Pilates, beginners, you know, beginners stretching routine um, because, uh, yeah, it will start you off on an easier keel. Fantastic. Yeah. That's the tip for today. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, Vicky, I hope that answers your question. Um, we are loving these questions at the moment, folks, so do keep them coming in. Um, that is uh, the exercise, exercises and movements best given for people in back spasm or about to go into spasm. Rob? Yeah, and also we've got some, um, we've answered a lot of questions from the audience recently and we've got some really exciting episodes coming up with some really fascinating guests who we've uh, We've got lined up. I think uh, some of them I haven't even told you about, Dave, that we've uh, yeah. spoken to recently. We have um, uh, coming up hopefully next week, we have the endurance physio um, uh, who's coming on sp specifically to talk all around uh, endurance training and pain and injuries whilst training for endurance sports and triathlon and swimming and running and cycling. Amazing. We have David Poulter coming on later, who's a physiotherapist, coming on to talk all about disc problems. Um, that's disc bulges, slip discs, annular tears, um, degenerative disc problems, all of that all, all, all at once. Um, we have found a sleep expert, um, Dr. Sue yes. Peacock, who is a clinical psychologist who's purely coming to talk about how to get a good night's sleep. So her strategies, her tips for dealing with sleep anxiety, her tips for uh, tips and tricks for dealing with tech and meditation, everything, you name it, to get a good night's sleep, whether you're in pain or not in pain, she's the person for you. And finally, we have Claire Robertson. So a slightly different theme. Claire Robertson is a specialist knee researcher. She is a um, knee physiotherapist. She goes by the name Claire Patella online. And she is coming to talk all around osteoarthritis and knee pain um, when knees are a problem you know people say they don't notice their knees until they're in pain and it's something that we uh, spoke a bit about on the arthritis episode and we had quite a lot of questions about it so we got another knee expert to come and talk about dealing with knee pain knee pain when you're running um, when it's time to get it checked out when do you need to get a knee replacement when do you not need to get a knee replacement so on and so forth so uh, some brilliant fascinating guests all uh, all lined up for the next uh, next three or four weeks but Rob with a back pain podcast are you telling me that people with knee pain might also have back pain possibly possibly Dave <laughs> <laughs> fantastic I can't wait there's gonna be some fantastic interviews there um, hopefully loads more content for you guys uh, keep your questions coming uh, Rob anything to add uh, the, importantly to add that today is National Podcast Day. So oh, yeah. as a celebration, we've been doing this for about six months now and it's now National Podcast Day. So a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in and listened. I think we had 10,000 downloads last month, which is pretty incredible for our kind of, you know, I say six months, we've been doing it four months actually. So so thank you to everyone who's downloaded, who's listened, who's shared, who's um, 
left a review and a reminder for those if you haven't already it really helps us out so please share this with a friend or leave us a nice review and we will uh, give you a shout out on one of the next episodes absolutely it means the absolute world to us and it's uh, how we get through this yeah awesome brilliant marvellous Rob thanks so much for joining me as always no worries thanks Dave take care and have a great day podcast out podcast out